What's up, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi. Today is May 11th, 2013. It is Saturday. You guys are listening to episode 110, and I am happy to be back. I apologize. Uh, last week, missing last week was the first episode that I missed in in months, in a very, very long time. And, um, you know, as you guys know, it's been more consistent, but so much going on, not just in my life. I had a ton of stuff going on with the um, with the internet and it was it was crazy, so I was not able to put one up. I do apologize for that. Thank you for being patient. I hope in the meantime you guys uh, listened to some other ones, told some friends, spread the word. I appreciate the comments. Please keep them coming. And, um, you know, what can I say? We're back. I have a ton of stuff to talk about. I'm going to catch you up on everything. I, I'm going to give you the full Versi effect you know, this week I got a, I got an unacceptable. I got a ton of stuff to talk about with um, all this stuff that's been going on in the real estate, and and my wife and I disagreeing on a home, and then having an inspection of a home, and and all that stuff. I'm going to be talking about, and um, we'll get into some sports. You know, we'll get into you know just just a bunch of things um, that that have happened in in the meantime. Um, you know, or I should say in between, in between episodes from 109 to, uh, this episode, which is 110. So sit back, relax, enjoy yourself and, um, get ready for, uh, get ready to be fulfilled. And I actually have a little pep in my step. Okay. For the fans this week, for my listeners, for everybody, for, you know, for everybody, because, um, you know, I'm I'm rest well actually I'm not really rested I'm still exhausted but you know what I'm 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 prepared for this one I'm I'm sitting here I got my my drink and I'm ready to go so um, and oh yeah uh, so I wanted to talk about something real quick um right at, up top uh, I noticed that I was I just cursed a lot on like the last couple of episodes I felt you know Maybe I was talking about passionate stuff. I was talking about, you know, the 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 real estate stuff going on in my life. And then um, my stepfather, uh, my stepfather, Steve, was like, hey, you know, I listen to your podcast. And, you know, he sees that the podcast is growing. And he listens, you know, every once in a while. And, you know, very supportive. And, you know, come out to my shows and stuff. And, and um, he's like, you know, you curse. I said, you know something? I noticed I was cursing a little bit. You noticed I was cursed. Well, he's one of these guys. He doesn't curse at all. Well, unless he's on a golf course, um, in which case he curses a lot. But uh, I said, I will do my whole show. I will do a packed, full show without cursing and still be funny. Okay, so here it is. I have a lot of stuff to talk about. It's going to be a great show, and I'm not really going to go nuts. I'm not going to go nuts. I'm not. I mean, if one slips out, then I'm just going to throw that away and probably curse my head off. No, I'm, I'm really going to do my best to not curse on episode 110. So let's see how it goes and let's get into it. Um, Got to start off every show by uh, thanking my sponsor and plugging my sponsor, Butterfly Radio. The Versi Effect podcast show is sponsored by Butterfly Radio. Download the free app. On your iPhone today, Butterfly Radio gives you access to all of your favorite podcasts. You can send up to a five-minute audio message, a personal audio message to your favorite podcast on Butterfly Radio, um, where that podcast 
can come back and, and give you a, a personal audio back. Um, I, I got a couple people that I want to talk uh, talk about that sent me a message this week. And um, it's a great app and it's free. And you could also go to ButterflyRadio.com and register to get your own podcast up there. Put your own pictures and do that. You could have multiple podcasts. And I've noticed that um, more and more people have been going to Butterfly. Butterfly is an app that is always growing and improving. And a perfect example of that is now you can download Butterfly Radio on your iPhone and actually have access to podcasts. So that's right. If you wanna, if you are, you know, you're in the car, or you, if you can't download it from a from a, a regular a laptop or something, and you're just in your car, you can. Now go get the app on your phone and you can listen to episodes of the Verzi Effect. You can listen to episodes of, of Jim Florentine's podcast, Joe Matarese's podcast, Joe Rogan, uh, Jay Moore, Ralphie May. All, all these podcasts that are available now on Butterfly Radio, you can just listen to the podcast. So you can download it and listen to whatever you want to listen to that's on there. So please do that and download the free app today. Butterfly Radio is an awesome app and is growing and always improving. Okay. Now, I mean, my sponsor needs to be really happy with my plugs because let's be honest, guys, they're, they're epic. All right. Now, speaking of Butterfly Radio, I want to, uh, I, I was really touched by something and it was something that, um, you know, made me realize, like it made me take a step back and realize, you know, how cool, you know, what I do as a comedian, what I do in my life is and, and, and all comedians that, that get this message will understand what I'm talking about. But I think it's cool all around for anybody. And um, I want to shout out to um, Willie in Ottawa, Canada, who um, got on my, you know, my, my Butterfly Radio and sent me a message. And he basically was telling me that he's listened to every single episode of The Verzi Effect, which is incredibly nice and supportive. And I thank him for that very much. Um, he also was telling me some unfortunate stuff that he's kind of been, you know, not doing well or, or under the weather or some kind of, you know, you know, just not sick or whatever. I don't know. And that my show has really been lifting him up. And, 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 and it was, it was really touching to me and it, it meant a lot. And it, it was, it was just great. And he also was talking about how, because of me, always talking about the Knicks, he's become a Knicks fan and he's watching the Knicks and everything like that. So, um, you know, Willie, man, I, I don't know what to tell you. I do it for people like that. I, I do it for people like you who are just loyal and it lifts their day. And what better way to, to be lifted up than, than through laughter? That that keeps us all in business. So uh, thank you so much. And also, uh, you had mentioned that um, myself and Joe Matarese together make a make a great podcast or we make a great uh, team. And, and I, we've actually heard that before. Uh, comedian Joe Matarese, uh, by the way, good friend of mine. And um, he actually, uh, Joe just did Letterman last Friday, really funny, uh, you know, really funny dude. And, and we've been on, you know, podcasts together and multiple people have said, yeah, together you guys just kind of have like the, the, the good one-two punch with, with everything. And um, so what I think we might do, I don't know if we're going to do this, don't hold me to this, but he's going to do his podcast, I'm going to do my podcast, but we might kind of like occasionally get together and just do something together, but we have heard that before, but thank you again for the compliment, Willie, and um, go Knicks game three today, but please keep listening, and um, most importantly, you know, I wish you all the best in, in whatever you're going through, uh, whatever you're fighting, I hope you uh, get well, 
and um, continue continue doing what you're doing. So thank you again. Um, that was by far one of the the best, probably the best butterfly uh, radio message that I've that I've gotten. So uh, so thank you and keep listening. And uh, if I ever am in Ottawa, Canada, which I don't know if I ever will be, I don't know about the clubs out there, but um, you know you got uh, you got free admission anytime I'm up there, brother. So uh, thank you again. And um, also, speaking of Joe Matarese, I was actually a guest on Joe Matarese's podcast yesterday. So if you go to Fixing Joe, I was the guest, and we talked about some stuff, uh, you know, his house situation, my house situation. So you could hear, you could hear that, and um, he got some good feedback from. Him. We had a lot of fun. We did about an hour together. So check that out. Excuse me, I'm sipping my drink here. I feel a sickness coming on, and I am. Um, Probably going to get really sick after this weekend. but oh, and, the, and the other Butterfly Radio was um, Dan from New York who is upset that Amari Stoudemire is going to play tonight. And I would address that normally right now up top. But since I have a sports segment, I will get to that after. So don't worry. I will get to that question and, uh, you know, go over, go over that stuff. Now, a lot of stuff's been going on. Uh, after I got back from Kansas City, I was home. I was local for a while. I was doing local shows in New York City, and um, I was supposed to, and it was a great move, and it was so cool, but I was supposed to do, supposed to be in New York City, and I was on, on both the 8 o'clock and the 10 o'clock shows at the stand, and it was on the day of my my little girl's first birthday, so we were going to have the party. We were going to have the party at my mother-in-law's in Ridgewood, New Jersey, and, you know, the party was going to start, whatever, 2 o'clock, you know, you have cake by 6 or whatever, and then I was going to just take off and go go to work, go do my shows, and then I started thinking about it, and I was like, you know something, it's a bit, it was a bit, and it was like when all these beautiful days in a row and everything, and I said to myself, look, I said, I, I'm not going to eat and rush and eat cake on my baby girl's birthday and run out. You know, I've been out of town. I've been running around like crazy. You know, I was I was touring with Burr. Then I came back. I was doing my own shows in the city. I had, you know, a headline date at, you know, at Levity coming up. I had spots here and there. And I was like, I'll just, let me just talk to these guys and be like, look, man, is there any way I could reschedule this? Which is something I don't do. But you know something? You got to put family first, and, and, and especially in certain situations. Now, I get it. My daughter, here's where I normally would curse, but I'm not going to. My daughter doesn't know if I'm at the, she doesn't, like, I mean, she kind of knows. She'll see me smiling, but she's not going to be like 14 and be like, you were on my first birthday, or you left after cake. She's not going to do that. But for me being there, I wanted to celebrate it with family. You know, I wanted to celebrate it with you know, just any, anybody that came out to celebrate my little girl's thing. I just didn't want to be the guy again who has to get, you know, leave at night to go to work because I just do that too much. So I decided, contacted the club. They were so cool. They're like, yeah, we'll reschedule. I was like, listen, let's just, you know, if you could just get another comic. To go. And they were like, Paul, man, family first. You don't even have to explain it. And I was like, all right, you know, that that's cool. So, um, it was awesome, and I had, you know, some of my comedian friends came out. Um, James Goff and Chris Lamberth came out. And it, it was just really nice, you know. Um, Matarisa, actually, I'm now I'm pissed I plugged Matarisa's show because he didn't come. 
That jerk. He didn't come. He was doing something else, but he, he was going to come out. But no, it was a really nice time. And uh, it was just real laid back. And everybody that loved my daughter and, and loved us and everybody that we loved was there. And just, you know, chilling out on a beautiful day, having some beers in the backyard and, you know, trying to eat good, which, I, which I've been. I'll get into that. But it was just a really, really nice laid back day. And um, it was just what it's about. And I wasn't thinking about comedy. I wasn't. It was so nice because, you know, as comics, we always are like, what's the next thing? And we got to do this. And did I get that done? And did I put this out? And did I do it? Uh, you know, are all, all the stuff, all the stuff that we do, the crazy stuff. Did we, you know, cross all our T's and dot all the I's? And did I get this up? Did I update this? And, you know, was this, this booking? And, and I, it was just so nice to just get that out of my head and, and forget about that. Forget about even writing jokes. It was just about my family, my daughter. My son, my wife, and everybody that came to celebrate. And it was awesome. And it gets better. Then the next day is Greek Easter. I don't know. Some of you guys don't know this um, because of my last name and maybe my overall appearance. But uh, I am not just Italian. I am actually only 50% Sicilian, actually. I should say Sicilian. Sorry, crazy Italians who take it really seriously. But my mother is Greek. My mother is 100% Greek. And we celebrate the Greek Easter, or not really celebrate it, but it's just, you know, it's tradition in my my mother's family, and, you know, it's a nice excuse for everybody to get together. So, um, sometimes Greek Easter lands on regular Easter, and other times it, it's just, you know, like it, 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 like weeks or a week after, whatever. This one happened to be like five weeks after for some reason, and so it was cool because Sunday I had, I had that Sunday off anyway. So now I took off Saturday. And I had that Sunday off. So this is two days and I'm just with family. So we go upstate to my mom's and my mom's side of the family comes up. Just another great time. And and, and it's not family that's weird. You know those people, the family that just, they come over and they suck. You're like, oh, they're going to be there and you're sitting, you know, you know the feel. You're just sitting there with a piece of cheese in your hand and you're looking at them smiling. And you just, all you're thinking about is what movie or what game you want to watch when they leave the house. When they actually are exiting and you're just watching their car. It's a pleasant sight when their car just leaves and you could sit down. Like like the type of relatives where you go, oh, well, all right, that wasn't that bad. I think everybody does that. That wasn't that bad or that was okay. No, my mom's side, just cool, you know, really enjoyed ourselves. And, uh, again, the kids are around and awesome, awesome time. And it was just a great two days. And I would recommend anybody in this business to, when you do that, if you can just force yourself to just enjoy it and not think about work and not think about what you have to do, uh, you really see how amazingly it's just a blessing. It's, it's insane to have, you know, have that in your life. And, um, you know, because guess what? Monday's coming, you know, anyway. But in those days where you don't have to worry about it, just just do it. And, and it was it was great. It was what I needed. It felt amazing to have to, to be there for that, especially after I was gone and I was, you know, out of state for so long. So just great time and great time with family. I've never on the podcast been like, yeah, I want to thank all my family who came out to a to a party. But no, it was just great to 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 be there, to be there and not have to be always getting in the car to go. Oh, Paul's got to leave. Yeah, he's got it just felt great to not do that, to just be like, no, you know what? I can I can drink or I can do whatever right now and hang out and, and relax and not worry about doing anything. Oh, man, I feel this this sore throat is coming, guys. 
The next 48 hours have NyQuil written all over them. So, oh, then I want to talk about some some shows, too, that went on. Now, oh, wow, this is going to be, this might be a long one, guys, because I'm only 15 minutes in, and I do have a lot to talk about. No, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So, um, I did, yeah, did the shows, and I, uh, I headlined... I want to thank everybody because, and this was a big deal to me, and this meant a lot, and I'll tell you why. Levity Live, um, you know, is a, is a club that you guys heard me talk about many times. It's like a beautiful, almost 400-seat seat, um, comedy club in um, the Palisades Mall in West Nyack, New York. And I know you hear comedy club in the mall, and you're like, what the hell is that? But this is, like, insane. And they've been great to me. Uh, same people run uh, Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. And um, I headlined it. And it was kind of nerve-wracking because, you know, when you headline, you want to have some numbers. And I understand that, you know, I'm not on a TV show. I'm not, like, known. But, you know, it, I, I am, I guess you could call it a local in that area. But I didn't know how I was going to do, you know, numbers-wise because... Monique is coming in on was coming in on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and all her shows were sold out. I mean, she won an Oscar, and I'm sorry, she was coming in Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I was doing Thursday. And she's got, you know, she had all the all the shows sold out. And usually, when a headliner comes in and sells out everything, the the, the show the the show before takes a hit. And uh, we did like last minute, we did a promo code where people could get comp tickets, but obviously they got to buy food and drinks and all that stuff. But we did a promo code, but it was last minute. Anyway, it was a really, really nice turnout. It was like, it was, you know, you know, over, well over a hundred people on a Thursday night when the whole weekend is sold out. And it was a, just a tough time to do it. And it was amazing. And I worked with, um, Actually, all the people that were at my, my I worked, uh, James Goff came through and did a guest spot. Chris Lambert hosted the show, and um, my friend Adrian Appalucci, she uh, she featured, and it was just an amazing show. I did almost an hour, and um, I did a ton of new stuff. The crowd was amazing, and I want to thank everybody who came out to that, even the people that got the free tickets. I was joking with them. When I got on stage, I said, normally I would thank all you guys for coming. But uh, I know half this room has free tickets, so you guys should be thanking me. But they, they were just really cool, and um, I'm not going to lie. It was one of those, I, I felt like um, it was one of those sets where I really felt like I turned a corner, just able to just be more, even more honest and everything like that, talking about things that are going on in my life. Great time. Thank you so much for coming out. And people that came out to the show said it was multiple times, you know, seeing me, and um, that means a lot, you know, because I'm not on TV. You know, I'm not, I'm not some, oh, that's the guy from this. No, that's not me. I just, you know, I'm a stand-up comedian. That's what I do. And, um, you know, I want to have a fan base before I got a show or whatever. I just want, you know, people to come out and see me. And um, the feedback was amazing. So, so thank you so much. And then uh, the next night I did, uh, what did I do on, what did I do Friday? Friday I did a spot. I, I did a spot in the city. I can't even remember where the hell I was. Wait a minute. Oh, yes, I did. What the hell's wrong with me? Friday, I did, um, which was yesterday. Oh, my God. See, that's what happens. That's how tired I am, and that's how much running around. Do you understand why I enjoyed the two days so much, people? The two days we're not having to worry about this? Friday was yesterday. I just said that. I go, what, what was yesterday? So, I did the uh, Tribeca Performing Arts Center with Joe Matarese and Adrian Appalucci. 
uh, down in Manhattan, and um, that was cool. You know, it was a weird setup, but we had fun. And then um, at midnight, I uh, I I hopped on the Artie Lang show, which um, is great. Artie Lang is the coolest man, and he is like seriously, seriously one of. You know what's awesome? Back in the day, I said about Artie, I said like he's one of the coolest dudes I met, like big name guys I met in the business. And then when I actually like you know performed with him and met him, and then did his show, you know, and and was on TV with the guy, he was as cool. Like he, he never changed. He never any. It was always the same guy. He's always been amazing to me. We you know I, the first time I did the show, I was on like the whole show. I did whatever it was, um, you know, almost three hours. I sat I sat there. And, you know, last night I just came in from, from midnight to one and it was just such a good time, you know, laughing our asses off and he's so quick and funny. He really is just so quick and funny and a great dude. So I did that last night and, um, that was awesome. And then, uh, woke up in, in an argument with my wife because the day before my daughter woke up at six o'clock in the morning. Okay. And I and it was my turn, so I had to be up barely on any sleep. And I'll tell you guys why I wasn't on sleep. But then today, she said she's gonna let me sleep in because I did a late. I did a show, and then I went on a radio show, and, and which is also a television show at at midnight to one. I get home, I'm exhausted, and you know, we had to do some stuff because of this moving, and. It's just been hard. I'm just like, why? I thought I could sleep in, and it, it's been ugly. And but I'm gonna tell you what happened the 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 the, the previous day, okay? Because now now I'm gonna tell you guys what happened. Because you guys remember the last podcast when I talked about the house that she liked that I didn't like. Okay, so here we go. This is gonna be good. I'm sipping my vitamin water zero here, naturally sweetened, pomegranate. Diet's going well. Cut out carbs almost 100%. Only like had cheese one day. Cutting out dairy like crazy. Fat neck is going down. And um, alright, so. So what happened. My wife wanted this house. Okay, this is the part that you guys missed. So I'm going to keep you up to speed now. And if you're young and you didn't deal with this yet, you're gonna. You're gonna. So listen to me. Listen to this. This is very important, people. And if you live in a condo or a co-op or something and you want to buy a private home, learn. I'm gonna this is going to be educational part of the Versi effect for your life, your future when you buy a house. You have no idea how bad I want to curse right now. Oh my god, if I could curse right now, MF would come out. F would have came out like four times. It's killing me. I'm feeling where I could really let go, people. So picture, if you love when I curse, just picture me doing that. And I'm going to apologize for how dirty the next one's going to be. But I, I said I was going to do this and I'm doing it. 23 minutes in without a curse. Okay? God bless me, everybody. All right, here's what happened. My wife wanted this house that I didn't want. I told you why I didn't want it. I thought that it smelled damp. She said that's what basements smell like. So we go back. We go back a third time. And it gets to the point where we sold our house. We got to be out. We have like 50-something days to get out. We sold it, signed, signed, sealed, and delivered. We got to be out of here. So 
my mother has her house in the market and they don't want us living up there and you know, it's just too far because it's upstate and you know I, I can't we're not doing that my mother-in-law sold her place we're not doing that and she lives in jersey so we're definitely not doing that okay and we got to be out so we look at a bunch of houses and bad luck nothing so we have to revisit this house that i don't hate i shouldn't say i hate it but you know so my wife and I come up with a deal. She loves it. She thinks it's a house she could live in forever, like a dream house or whatever. And I think it's a piece of you-know-what downstairs. So I said, look, it's got the bedrooms we want. It's got everything we want. It's not that bad. The last time I went, the basement actually, there was it was dry. It was nice. It didn't smell. And shame on the people who lived there because they should have done that the first time. So my first impression wasn't, wasn't you know, bad. So... We go there, and I'm like, look, let's look at like three or four more houses, and if not, we'll we'll talk about putting an offer on this house that you love so much, which I don't think is as bad, and I, I you know, it's, it's okay. Now, I know some of you people, oh, are you caving in? No, I'm not caving in. We looked at 40-something houses, and I didn't hate this. I was worried about the basement, and then I'm saying, okay, if the inspection is fine and perfect, we can make this house nice. It's going to take some money a little bit, but we can make this house nice because it's like 80% done. Need to put in a couple of a rug down in the basement, redo the kitchen floor, and redo one bathroom. And in the grand scheme of things, that's not bad. So we go, we eat, we talk, and we're like, look, let's put an offer on this house. Let's just put an offer on the house. And I go, all right, you know what? Not you win, but we, I could live there. It's a, it's you know, it's a nice house, and it seems like maybe you're right. Maybe this is the house. So we put an offer in. They counter the offer. We come back with another offer. They accept it. Now we're going to inspection. <laughs> All right. So day comes of inspection and it's pouring. And it was pouring the day before. And they say it's the best time for you to get your home inspection is in the rain because you will know if there's water in the attic, if there's a problem with the roof, you'll know if there's going to be water or flooding in the basement, in the garage. It's actually a great time. Okay, so I'm excited because it poured the night before and it poured all day until this inspection, all day. I mean, if if there was going to be water in any house, it was going to be in these two. I mean, it poured. So... We get there, and the guys are outside. There's two inspectors, okay? We get there, and we're, wait, we're, we're sitting there. Now, mind you, here was what my problem was with the house. My problem was the dampness downstairs. Obviously, the color. We needed to paint the house because it was some peach, ugly, pinkish peach color. And, and, that, you know, and that's it. So in my mind, I'm like, all right, we're going to paint the house. We'll put a new tile floor in the kitchen, and we'll redo the basement floor. Those three things we could get done, and, it, and, and if that is the case and there's no problem with the house, this is an absolutely beautiful house. Almost like 4,000 square feet in some of the best schools, I mean some of the best schools for my kids. So I said, look, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. So the guy goes, hey, yeah, you know, it's a good day. It's a good day to, to <laughs> it's a good day for an inspection with the rain. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll find out, and I'll get my answer as far as, the, you know, the basement or dampness in the basement. And he goes, yeah, we haven't gone in yet. And we were waiting for the real estate. We were waiting for um, our, uh, you know, our real estate agent to come. And so, yeah, well, we got here a little early, so, you know, we just kind of circled the house. So then I say to the guy, 
I go, hey, how's the, how's the outside look at least? And I'm, I honestly was thinking, oh, fine. And he goes, no, nah, there's a lot of issues with the deck, man. The deck's got problems. <laughs> so I'm like, what the deck? The deck off the back. So I'm like, all right. And it's a high one. It's like, it's not like low. It's, it's on like, you know, it's, it's, you know, those four beams that go into like cement little pillars. And he's saying that, yeah, it's, it's kind of hanging off the house. And that's, that's a safety issue right away. So I'm like, wow. So we kind of look at each other like, wow, I didn't, I, I didn't expect that. I mean, I expected some other things. I didn't, I didn't expect the deck. So we go in the house. Finally, real estate agent gets there. And I'm just, you know, I'm walking around. And I've accepted that. I've accept like I, yeah, I've accepted this is going to be my home. I really did. I was like, you know, my wife does have a point. And, and I did start thinking about it the day before the inspection. Like, yeah, like I could play with my son in the backyard here. And, you know, if we painted a nice color and do some work. And like I was in that mode, which was wrong. But I, that that's the mode that I was in. So the inspection guys go up top first. And they say they go up top and work their way down. So they go to the attic. And they're looking around the attic. And, you know, I start talking to them. And I go up to the attic. goes, yeah, the attic's dry. There's nothing up there. And he goes like this, and it didn't hit me till later. It didn't hit me till a day later or, or that night. But he goes, yeah, you got some beehives up there. They're not active now, but they're in this, like, you see that thing? So, like, I go, and I stand up, and I look. And I see, like, f- like six little beehives. He goes, yeah, but they're going to be active in a couple months, so you might want to just, you know, scrape that off and then go get a spray and do that. You know, it's just pretty typical. So I'm like, all right, well, all right. And, you know, like, I, I didn't realize that it's typical to people that don't take care of their house. God, I want to curse right now. You know, I, I it, yeah, it's typical for slobs that that don't look up in the attic and go, hey, you know what? I got beehives that are going to be active in two months. You know, like the bees are chilling out there, making a business and a factory and and families up there, and and, and, and you don't do that. Like that's the most ridiculous. Th- it's so stupid. And and my my stupid ass is like, yeah, I'll scrape it off, and I'll you know, and I'm just so, you know, we're blinded by this nice house. At least the top floors. Bedrooms look great. The upstairs looks good. I guess they turned the valve off so the water wasn't really running. But everything looked, everything, you know, upstairs looked good. You know, new hardwood floors, beautiful, all that stuff. So we get downstairs. And one of them stays up and looks on like the middle level. And the other one, the other one is downstairs in the basement. So now I go, all right, now it's my, now I need to go downstairs. Okay. There's going to be problems. It's going to be this basement. So I go downstairs into the basement. My wife is upstairs. My wife is happy. My wife is happy, man. She's just like, yeah, we'll fix this. Like, my wife was in a thing. Like, if a plane crashed into the side of the house during the inspection, my wife would have been like, listen, listen, there's a couple bodies and, and there's some, some gasoline that's really hot and people screaming and some blood. I'm telling you now, though, with my touch, we will get rid of the carcasses. The smell will go away in like five years, Paul. The smell's going to go away in like five years. Okay, I'll paint over it. We'll forget the horror that we saw here. This is our home. <laughs> like that, That's how happy she was. So I go downstairs, and the younger inspector guy is downstairs, and he goes in the boiler room. And I'm like, all right, and he's looking around. And uh, I'm just downstairs, and I start looking at the rug down there, and everything's dry. No water. No water where I thought there would be water. And I'm, I'm looking around. I don't smell water. I don't see water. I'm going to the corner of all the basements. I'm putting my feet there, you know, pushing on it and nothing. Bone dry, everything. So I'm going, all right. 
Maybe I'm wrong. And now I'm like, okay, all right. So we'll put a nice new carpet down here. We'll put the flat screen. It'll be a nice finished basement, and, and I don't have to worry about that. Maybe my wife was right. We'll paint the outside. We'll take care of the couple things, and here we go. So the guy the guy comes out, and um, he goes, I go, hey, what's going on? He goes, oh, no, nothing. I go, how's, how's everything? Everything in there good? Everything in the boiler room good? He goes, well, well a couple things. Now, I'm thinking it's not a big deal. All right, so I go in there. I go what? Well, you know, up here you got some, you got some carpenter ants, just infested next to where the deck is pulling off the house, and I could see a hole through. So like from the downstairs boiler, there's like a little pinhole like of of light through because the the, the deck is pulling off the house like three inches. It's a really bad hazard. Like like it's all getting like the wood's getting buckled, just awful. So I'm going, oh man. And it's like, yeah, you know, but it, what they'll do is they'll put the deck back on. They'll seal the deck back up, you know, and um, the people said that they'll take care of any safety issues. So, But that's thousands of dollars already. So I'm looking up at the ants and I'm thinking, all right, so you, you mean to tell me, you mean to tell me that there's ants are corroding there, like carpenter ants or whatever you want to call them are up there. And I'm going... And and I wasn't I was just like, all right, well, that's not good. You know, now now I started to real So I'm like, all right, so let's say we seal the deck back up or get a whole new deck which they pay for, that's gone, we get rid of the ants and it's done. So I go, what else? He goes, this, this and then this is where everything just started going bad. And I knew that this we can't live here. So yeah, the whole the electrical thing is completely corroded. The electrical box was a fire hazard. All the electrical for the home. There was like water that got in the box. It was like rust. He was like, yeah, it's going to be like $2,500. This whole thing needs to come out. This is a complete safety hazard. Then the well water pump needed to be replaced because it was already leaking. Then the oil heater was 22 years old and they need to be replaced at 25 years. And this thing looked in bad shape. So he's like, yeah, you know, that's a life investment. But then this is what started bothering me. When he goes... Yeah, but, you know, it's an old house. You know, it's, it's what happens. They're built in the 70s. And, like, laughing about it. And I was like, I don't care if this house was built in 1702. If you take care of it, you're not going to have that. I hate when people say that. That's what people, like, like people that do that, you know, and that's going to be the unacceptable for the week. Is bad inspectors and people who don't take care of their houses. So, so now we got the deck needs to be redone. And here's what I knew, though. Here's what I noticed. And I know they were doing their job, but I noticed, because you got to be smart, inspectors, when they know the real estate agent, that's shady right there. You can't do that. You can't do it. Now, they were cool. He was thorough. He told us right away. I'm not saying he was bad at what he did, but when things started to get real bad, then all of a sudden, I felt like I noticed them going like, yeah, this, this deal may get, like, I'm not doing this. So now I have a couple things to worry about. You got to put yourself in my shoes. I got a couple things to worry about. I got a wife who wants this house. I was hesitant from the beginning, but then I came around. But now this is happening. So I don't know where her head's going to be at. We start hearing this and that, and I just start seeing money coming out of my pocket. Just start seeing money leaving our lives. <laughs> That's a funny line, money leaving. Um, so I think I got to use that one. Anyway, 
So I'm going like this to myself. I'm saying, all right, a new deck, they're going to have to pay for it. And if they can't afford it or don't want to pay for it, then we need to take this amount of money off the house. New electrical box, 2500 New water uh, well pump, that's going to be another, you know, 1000 to $1,500. Um, you know, plus we need to paint the house because I'm not living in a peach color house. So that's going to be whatever, five to eight grand. Um, and then we need to put a new kitchen floor in. And I'm just starting to do the math and I'm thinking about what we, what we settled on a price for this house. And I'm just going, I just start getting that feeling like, man, this is bad. This is bad. Oh, not to mention the beehives that are in the attic and the ants that are corroding upstairs. And I was like, I said to the guy, I go, what would you do, man? Would you move in here with your kids if that was a deck? And he was, well, you know, I mean, I, I had 20 grand. I would, like, it was just not saying the, the, the question, like the answer to my question, you know. And so finally, the inspection is done. We, there's a lot of stuff. And I just, I was like, look. This, this is, you know, we're going to talk about this, but this there's problems here. And the main safety issues are the electrical, which the, the fire could be sparked. You know, we found out that these people didn't want to put much more money in. They kind of wanted to be like a take it as it is because, but you know something, I realized that that person's problem is not my problem. You understand? That's what happens when you buy a house. These people want, well, you know, they're really tight, but it's like, I don't care about them. Okay. I don't care about their problem. We all got problems. Okay, they're, they're, you know, that's just that that's not my problem. Uh, my problem is finding a home that makes sense and doesn't have beehives and ants and, and, and all kinds of craziness going on, you know, with everything that needs to be replaced and people that clearly neglected this place. That's my problem. Okay, my problem isn't your money problem. And I can pull out. And if you want me to call your bluff, I'll call your bluff. I'm not putting the money in for this. Now. I could have been a jerk and looked at my wife with a smirk and a smile and said, you know something? I told you so. Lord knows I wanted to scream it at some points, but I didn't. I wasn't a jerk. I said, let me see how my wife plays this, okay? Because if my wife is just still blinded by the house she likes, then I'm going to get pissed and I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to go a little full force now and, and it's going to be crazy. So we get in the car kind of quietly and, and the one thing that we told them was, look, the safety stuff they obviously have to fix, but like it has to happen and like money needs to come off the price of this house if we're buying this house. I don't care about the inspection money. I don't care if I gave the inspector 50 grand. You know, in the long run, it would have saved me money. I pay, we'll pay the inspection, all that stuff. You got to pay it and we'll see. So we get in the car and my wife goes, So what do you think? And um, I should have said, what the F do you think I think? The place is an SH, you know. I see, I'm trying not to curse. I'm not going to curse. <sighs> I'm cursing hard on the next one. I'm telling you right now. If you don't like when I curse, don't listen to the next one. So, I go, I'm a little disappointed, babe. What do you mean? What I mean, th th this was, you know, I, I came around to this house and, and it needs this, it needs that. The house was completely neg neglected. And she goes, you know, I, I get it. I get it. And she started to be really cool. She's like, well, what if they took, you know, what if they took this amount off? And then I just started going and I'm like, you know, here's how I look at it. It's, it's like a car. It's like how you take care of a car. That's what it is. If you buy a used car from somebody that's 10 years old or 15 years old, and the paint on it is good because they kept it in a garage. And you could tell that it runs perfectly and it starts perfectly. And you could tell that they change the oil every, you know, 3,000 or 35 
100 miles like clockwork. And when you look in, even in the cup holders, there's no stains and it's not nasty because they wipe things down and, and, it's, and it's, it's in perfect shape and, and all that stuff. And you just look and you're like, I can tell that this person cared for the home or, or the, the, you know, the car. That's what you see. And it's the same thing in a home. I don't care if a home is, is built in the 19, early 1900s. If somebody took care of it or somebody redid it, you can tell. If somebody puts care into something, you can tell. And you wouldn't believe what we saw. Some people, oh my God, I'll tell you about what we saw yesterday. But So I'm like, I'm mentally out. So well, we'll see. We'll see what they say and we'll see what they come back with. And I go to bed that night and my wife was sleeping and I went on Realtor.com looking for homes and areas. I started getting anxious like I'm not living there. And now I'm saying to myself, now I've been more, I've been more than like, like appeasing. I, I let my wife know I didn't like it, but then I looked again and I started to like, I knew how much she liked it. Now I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I'm not, I can't, I'm not living here. I am not living in this home. This will not be my, I'm not living there. And I, and, and, and then I started thinking, I started getting angry. Like, you know, when you think of something later, like the inspector, well, it's an old house. What do you think? You I mean, there's ants. I mean, there's ants in here, you know, a couple of beehives, you know, just scrape those beehives down and, uh, you know, spray the thing. And, uh, you know, because that will be active in a month. Like he said that he said that to me. And I'm going, am I out of my mind? Are we out of our minds? Like, what are we doing? So I start freaking out, right? I start freaking out. And I'm looking at homes and stuff. And I'm, you know, (laughs) I found some beautiful homes late night. And like, it's like two something in the morning. My wife is sleeping. And I'm like, I start getting anxious. So 545, my daughter wakes up and my wife is sound asleep. My daughter, my wife hits me and she goes, babe, come on, you got to, can you please? Like, I don't feel good. Like, please. And I'm like, I'm just really pissed off. But it was almost good that I did because I got up and like once I got awake, I started thinking about what was happening and what was going on. And I realized I need to talk to my wife now. So my wife got up from work around 7, 30, 8 o'clock. And I was like, Stace, I need to talk to you, man. And like I didn't want her to think since I woke up early like I was being spiteful. Like I, I had a real, it was really tough morning. And I go, look, I got to talk to you. I go... You know, and she goes, babe, I'm just, I'm still, she was like waking up and she was like, can we just talk about it in a little bit? You know, I'll, I'll totally listen to you. So what I did was just to get my thoughts down, cause I had all the thoughts I knew I was going to say, I wrote my wife an email to her job cause I knew she'd be at her job. And I said, call me, but I want you to read this because I'm able to list it and I'm able to see it. So I write her this thing. I wrote the real estate broker thing and I'm like, look, you got beehive. Like I'm not. Like it was almost under the impression like we're tiptoeing around the owner of the house because they don't have money. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing that. I don't care about your problems, okay? And it's not just the safety things. Yeah, well, we'll just take care of the safety things. No. How about you take care of the active beehives that are going to be going on in the next month in the attic? How about you take care of the ants that are infested in your ceiling, for Christ's sake, because you, you don't know how to, you, you can't see, thing. you can't, you didn't, did you come here and see the, 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 the white light? coming into your boiler room because the deck is hanging off your house have you seen that so i'm like they need to get they need to take care of that they need to take care of that they need to do the deck they need to do the electrical box they all of that needs to be done so they're either going to take off so much money of the asking price of this house after this inspection or not and i listed all of this in the email while looking for other houses and I, I called my wife. My wife talked to me. She understood. And I said, listen, we need to go look at houses tonight. And I had a show. And I'm like, I don't care if I have a show. We're going to look at houses tonight. So I did a search and we looked. And we went yesterday and we saw three houses 
in a row, like I swear to you guys, three houses in a row that, three houses in a row that I could live in for the rest of my life pretty much. That's how nice they were. In a row, that's rare. Like we went out like, oh, I've seen, we must have seen 40 something houses. They say you and your wife or girl know after like, you know, when you walk in, you go, yeah, this is our home. We've looked at 45 plus houses and I didn't get that feeling. Okay, we looked at three yesterday and all of them, all of them I could live in for life. Unbelievable. One of them was one of the most unbelievable houses I've ever seen in my life. And the only reason why we won't do it is because it is very, very close to a main road. I've never seen a house like it was insane. They had the, the outside was the coolest, unbe- most unbelievable. They had a room that was all done up in wood. Like with the hot tub in it, they had the downstairs redone. Every bathroom was like marble. Like looked like it could be in like a like a 2013 just built Vegas hotel, like the Bellagio. It was the most incredible. It was amazing. If this house was literally set 50 yards further off this main road, I would I could live there forever. That was the first house we were walking. Around. It was flawless. I've never been in a house where every single thing was perfect. Everything wouldn't even change anything. It was in, it was perfect. Next house we go to, incredible, up on the, oh man, up on a hill, beautiful, I mean, you know, we both, we, we both, both were like, this is it, this is amazing, I don't even, like, next, then, we're like, oh, we're probably not, you know, gonna like the, the third one, we're like, oh my god, we could live here too, now we could, now we had a choice, we had a choice of what we were gonna bid on, we are gonna get a new house, so, my wife said, let's take out that, let's take out. Let's take out that house. Let's pull that offer. I was happy. She was cool about it. We put in another offer. And now we're in a, a bidding war here. So uh, we'll see what happens. But it has been not easy. Um, and the thing is, you can't be blinded by it. And you really have to take my word when I say everybody knows it. And I think a really good thing to do is to... Um, Listen to the little things the inspector says. Unacceptable for the week. Here we go. Unacceptable for the week is knowing something is bad and being a home inspector and doing everything you can to be real and professional but still kind of like playing the game. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Well, you know, it was built in the 70s. You know, I mean, there should be a dead hooker in the... It's built in a. There should be a dead hooker in the attic. Why wouldn't there be? A couple splashes of blood, a little blood splatter on the. It's built in the seventies. I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up when I tell you this. Okay, forget for comedy's sake. I'm not making this up. The the inspector actually said to me these words. Well, you know, it's a house built in the seventies. That was like the experimental decade, right? I mean, they were making things. Who know, with, with, Who knows what the material was made of, right? And laughed. That's what he told me. And the thing is, I'm not going to like hate on this guy because this guy said some stuff that was, you know, real and he was honest. But like, come on. That's the experimental. How about, wow, you guys have a lot of money to put into this or they need to take off a lot of money if I was going to live here. How about that? Like, if I was an inspector, I'd call somebody over and be like, you need to talk to your wife because this, this is, uh, I don't think, I don't know if, I mean, you got rats, dude. Like, I would say, <laughs> I would say something like that, right? I'm not crazy saying that, am I? You got something's going on. Something's wrong. 
Now, well, you know, it's an old house. We'll see what happens. You know, you got to talk to them about that. You got to talk about this. Could be electrical fire. That's a fire hazard. No, there was like an exposed wire to on the deck. I mean, it was a nightmare. It was an absolute nightmare. Probably the way that we would have wanted to have the house would have probably been another $50,000 on top of the asking, on top of what we agreed to, which was still way too much for this house. And again, unbelievable, unbelievable living room, the bedrooms, all that stuff. It, it was really, really nice. But these problems were neglected. And there's certain things that just weren't taken care of. And over time, that's not good enough. And then we go into these houses uh, yesterday and it was like, a, you know, like an omen or a godsend. Like you see how people take care of things. You're like, yes, this is, this is, you know, this is what it needs to be. So that's, that's pretty much what's been going on. And I just hope that we can um, put this behind us, get in the house we want to get into and, and just, and be, you know, be done with it, you know. I love being in the woods. I love being away from the city now. I do. The You know, it, whatever. 45 minutes, an hour into the city now. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with being in northern Westchester. It's where I want to be. And, um, you know, the schools are amazing. And I love going in New York City, doing my spots. Going into the clubs, getting the feel of the city, having fun. And then getting in my car and, and driving away into, into the country. That's that's what I want to do. And it's amazing to be an hour away or 45 minutes away from the greatest city in the world. You know, doing what you love and knowing your family's up there. It's just great. So so that's what I want to do. And hopefully that, that, that happens. So that's what happened. And uh, my wife was cool. And we're on the same page. And we'll see what happened. All right. I hope you guys enjoy that. If you're not in the market or if that's not, you know, what you wanted to hear, I'm sorry, but that's what's going on and 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 I made it funny, damn it. All right, don't judge me. Fuzzy Effect Podcast Show, episode 110, sponsored by Butterfly Radio. Download the free app. And you can listen to your podcast now. Okay, guys, this is what I've been doing. You might have seen me on the Artie Lang show last night. And if you did, you would have noticed something. You know what that would have been? You would have noticed, wow, comedian Paul Verzi looks pretty good. He lost some weight. Yes, I did. You want to know why? Because I I actually got inspired by my older brother. My older brother doesn't exercise a lot, but he changed his diet, and he is skinny like a rail. He looks amazing. He looks younger. I talked to him, and he said, dude, here's what you do. And it's funny. People always say like the obvious things what to do. Isn't it funny when people are like, here's what you got to do. You got to cut out sugar, beer, fat, soda, okay? You got to stop eating at 3 o'clock in the morning, okay? You got to cut out cheese. Don't eat bread. And it sounds obvious, but he told me certain tricks. Cutting out the bread, all the stuff I was talking about. Also, one thing I used to never talk about was other dairy products. It's always just cheese, but other, just dairy in general, bad. So I cut out dairy. I cut out a lot of... I cut out a lot of carbs, 90% of my carbs, beer and soda very rarely. Like I have one day where I'll cheat maybe in a week. The rest I'm good, salads, water, all kinds of stuff, losing weight, feeling good. Not going to lie though, with the, with, the, with the less carbs, I got weak. I was just sitting there and I just, I was just, I felt weaker. It was crazy. Um, so I do, have, I do like one meal with like light carbs just to get something in, in there. Uh, I'm back on, I'm back and I'm. Addicted to my coffee, my iced coffee. I'm addicted to, but you know, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm getting skinny. No fat neck. 
And in this business and comedy, you get to see your face and you get to see yourself a lot and you just look at yourself and you just, you ever just look at yourself and you're just so disgusted with what you see? You look at yourself and you're like, I cannot believe my fat head just gets out of the house and walks around like that and I don't have a problem with how my stupid fat neck and chin look. You, you ever feel like that? Like that's how, you know, and, and you just get sick of it and then all of a sudden you lose 10 pounds and you're like, oh my God, I am amazing looking. I am an unbelievable looking human being. So that's what's going on. Movies, guys, what can I say? I mean, there's been nothing, but I, I am excited about and I'm not excited about um, I'm not excited about Iron Man three. I'm sorry. I'm never I never was that guy who lined up. I I really don't care about Iron Man. I am excited, however, for June fourteenth. Man of Steel, Superman. Superman is the man. I don't give a sh Oh, I almost did it. Whoa. Whoa. I had to look at the third I had to look at the third base coach to see if I went all the way. <laughs> oh, I said I don't give a sh no, I didn't. I didn't. He called check swing. He said safe. Wow. Um I don't care. I don't care. Oh my god, that was really close. No, I don't care what anybody says. Superman's incredible. Only one thing can kill him, and it's hard to get. Like I could like just Could you imagine just flying a space for a second? Like the way that like somebody would go around the corner to like get a coffee or like go get a sandwich and come back. Like he could he could do that like with a planet. Guy's insane. You know, he's oh, is he sick? He could pick up a plane and stuff. I, I like him. And I think this this guy's gonna be like this guy's gonna be a badass. So Oh man, I gotta watch my mouth. I almost almost slipped again. Um, all right, so no movies, but I, I will, I will, obviously you guys know, I don't need to keep saying it, but I always do say it, but I will watch, I will go and see a movie pretty soon. Now let's get into some sports. We also have some plugs 53 minutes in without even, this has been a nice, smooth, nice, smooth transition, everything going on. I feel like you guys are getting all caught up. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Uh, I just realized as I said that I didn't call somebody back and she probably thinks I'm really rude and it was business related and that's how tired I am and I can't believe I didn't do that. I have to remind myself to do that. Um, let's get into some sports. What can I say? Knicks tied 1-1. Uh, they're about to play the uh, Indiana Pacers tonight. Should be a good game three. I like the Knicks. I picked the Knicks in game seven. I will get to Dan from New York City's question about Stoudemire in a second, which he said on Butterfly Radio. Uh, and I also did say, guys, by the way, let me know if you have anything from the anything that you guys have that you want to talk about. You know, comedy, life stuff, anything about that, let me know. I'll talk about it. It's a segment that I call from from my fans. I know that I, I wasn't around. I didn't do the show last week. So um, come back next week. And if there's anything that you want me to discuss or talk about, you could get me on Butterfly Radio and I'll do it. Or, um, you know, if you want to email me or message me on Facebook, Twitter, whatever, I'll do that as well. And believe me, I, I will have more guests on and stuff. It's just uh, with everything going on with the house and all the traveling stuff, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm also actually going to upgrade some of the equipment because uh, my mic is getting... My mic's getting a little old. I'm going to get a little louder. I'm going to get a little crisper. We're going to keep upping this and keep getting this better and better. 
even though it's good, I want to actually have capabilities to um, to do some other stuff. And, and I don't know. I want to do call-ins. I'm going to try to figure out how to do that. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with that? But anyway, back to the Knicks. Um, very streaky. The Knicks, the, the way that the Knicks beat you is if they're, if they're shooting over 40% and if they're hitting their threes and outside shot. And that's always dangerous. But listen, it's gotten them, it's gotten them you know, past the first round and... I think they got the firepower to get past the second round. I really do. The, uh, I mean, what the Bulls are doing with the Heat, they're just turning that into a fight. And, and you know, because I, I think the Bulls kind of know that they're short. I still will never understand Derrick Rose not playing. I do not understand Derrick Rose not playing. I actually think it's a travesty. I think it's one of the worst things. It's one of the worst. You know the way they talk about best stories in sports of the year? This is one of the worst stories in sports. Okay, here you had a guy with just a perfect track record of dealing with people, being respectful. He won an MVP. He's an all-star. He's a leader. He has a terrible injury. He starts working his way back. He's been cleared to play by doctors months ago. And because of something his brother said, he's not playing and he's watching his team fight through this. It would actually be poetic justice if they won the whole thing. If the Bulls won the whole thing with him on the side in a suit, and I wouldn't let him back then. Seriously, like no, you didn't. You didn't fight with us. This is the most ridiculous thing. This organization made you a millionaire. Whether another organization was or you're good enough anyway, it doesn't matter. This organization drafted you and made you a millionaire, and the fan base counted on you. And I don't care if it's oh people need to lay off him. No, that's ridiculous. People need to lay off him. Why? Because he's a nice kid. It doesn't matter. He's a nice kid. He's making a huge mistake. And I don't care what anybody says. This is ridiculous. Oh, not mentally ready? Are you kidding me? David Lee of the Golden State Warriors, guy's uh, hip got ripped out, and like two days later, he came in just for a minute to get the crowd and get his team going, and this kid doesn't do anything. He just sits there, and he's coaching, and they're saying that he's killing guys in practice. He's playing great in practice. It's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous, and I'm sure Derrick Rose is a good dude. I'm not saying that he's not. I, I'm, I'm really, you know, uh, he's a great basketball player. I'm not saying that, but come on. Play the game. You guys are out there fighting and stuff. You could be really making this more competitive or whatever. You're, you're playing great in practice. You're breaking people down in practice. And then all of a sudden, I'm not mentally ready. It's ridiculous, man. It really is. No matter where it's coming from, it's ridiculous. Him, his brother, everybody should be ashamed of themselves. All right, back to the Knicks. Knicks will beat the Pacers in seven is my prediction. As much as I hate to say this, I think they will lose to the Heat in six. Um, I will not be shocked. I would not be shocked, guys, if the Knicks actually did beat the Heat. I wouldn't be shocked and stunned because I watched them beat them three out of four times. And I think that if Carmelo Anthony and J.R. Smith shot 50% for a series and just went nuts, that that's how you beat them, and they do match up good against them. Do I think it's likely to happen? No. Would I be stunned and shocked? I couldn't say that. I would be surprised. I'd be like, wow, man, I can't believe they did it. That's amazing. I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't be stunned. Whether that's part of my heart, I don't know. I saw what I saw this year, and I feel like if Carmelo Anthony could match the points of LeBron and J.R. Smith could kind of match other people and they could play good defense down low you know, with guys like Kenyon Martin and stuff, I, they could make it a competitive series. I don't think that the Knicks will get beat up really bad. I think that they would make it competitive. Um, but I think that they do have to win that game seven against the Pacers, which I think it will be seven, and I think that that game obviously would be at Madison Square Garden. So that's what I feel about that series. Okay. As far as Amari Stoudemire coming back um, to the question on Butterfly Radio, 
uh, and you're adamant about it. You don't seem, you don't even want him around. You don't, you know, you don't, I heard, you know, you said like, you don't want him around. You don't want him on the bench. You think they're, you know, they, 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 he's, it's better for the team if he doesn't even get on the plane, just keep him away. And I got to disagree because he, here's why the two weeks before he got hurt, he, and, and they went on that run. They went on a sick run too, and he was killing them. And he started to really become that, that offensive player that he was. Now, you gave a guy a $100 million contract, and he feels bad, and he's trying to do everything that he can. He is a great offensive player when he gets going. He's a presence. He's a big guy, too. What I think is, I hear what you're saying about your concern, and I would say if they'd have him on the floor for 25-plus minutes, okay, if they have him on the floor for 25-plus minutes, with and some of those minutes are combined with Melo, then I don't think that that would work, and I and I could understand your concern. I just think that Mike Woodson is a good enough and smart enough coach to distribute that ten to fifteen minutes that this, he's going to be in the game without Melo Anthony in the, in on the court. I think it'll be a way to show Amari, you know, to, to you know Amari's trying to fight back, and it'll be a way to show that. You know, at the end of the day, you're paying this guy $100 million, and he is a good offensive player, and I think you can distribute 12 minutes without going on a hitch. I mean, look look at it like this. You know, Mar- Marcus Camby comes in for a couple minutes. It hasn't hurt anything, you know, and, and he's more of a presence and a better offensive scorer than, than Marcus Camby. I, I, you know, I think that Kenyon Martin coming in, he came in, this guy's playing out of his mind, he's playing defense and jumping around like he's in college again, and he's playing good, and he's rejuvenated because it's playoff basketball, and you never know, what happens if Amari comes in for, you know, Kenyon Martin, he comes in for like a, a six or eight minute spurt, he comes in and he ends up getting two block shots and eight points, and he starts playing great and goes to the line, and you know, so I don't think that it's going to hurt, like I said, it's only going to hurt if it's a big, big chunk of the game with Carmelo Anthony in it, I think it's actually, you know, I actually think it will lift, believe it or not, I think when Amari Stoudemire gets announced at Madison Square Garden, maybe I'm wrong, I think it's going to be an insane eruption, and I think it's going to, I think it's going to make him go, man, I think it's going to make him play good, and I think he's going to have, a, 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 I think my prediction is, dude, I, I'm going to say, dude, I called it, I think he's going to have a big moment in this series that that helps the Knicks, even in a short period of time. And I think that you know, I think that people are going to accept that. I think it's going to be all right because because of what he did right beforehand. Uh, hey man, if you disagree, agree to disagree. That's just how I feel. I don't think again, ten to fifteen minutes is going to do anything to hurt the Knicks. And I and I think that if the coach saw that he knows better than us, I think he would take him out of the game or or realize that it's just not working. Uh, final thing on sport. Wow, over an hour, over an hour. Got a little more. Hope you're enjoying it. If you're on that treadmill, if you're in the car, I haven't cursed yet. You can let your kids listen to this one. Episode 110. I'm exhausted. Going down tonight to host. We all, uh, The Stand Comedy Club in New York City uh, You know, gives me the midnight show on Saturday night called uh, Paul Verzi's Epic Midnight's. And uh, I don't get to do it all the time because, you know, I'm on the road or I'm traveling. And when they do that, it's the Cringe Humor Show, and they put together their own midnight show. But when I am in town, they give me the show, and tonight's a good one. So I'll plug that in a second, but that's uh, that's at midnight, so that's late. So I got a little bit of time before that, but I just wanted to say that um, the last thing in sports is Tiger Woods, man, minus 10, I believe, or I don't know what it is now. Hold on, I got to look at this. I'll look at this while I'm on the phone. What you guys see, I'm giving you sports updates here. Let's see here. Uh, yeah, I think. 
Um, I think he's minus ten. I think he's like minus ten, like tied for tied for second. Yeah, I think he's tied for second at minus ten. And um, tomorrow could be a big day for him. He could end up winning another major. It'd be amazing. I don't know what it is. Tiger Woods and blonde vagina just equal equal uh, majors. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, that'll be it. Tomorrow should be good. Got some playoff basketball. You could see if uh, Tiger, the king of golf, gets back, gets back to, you know, to winning majors. That that could be good. And um, that's pretty much it with sports. I don't know what else is really going on. The Yankees are killing it. I believe they're like 21 and 13. Robinson Cano got his ninth home run. But then again, I know already because I called it because Robinson Cano is my guy and he's been my guy forever. Yankees doing it with with not too many people. Oh, Floyd Mayweather fight. Did I talk about Yeah, because that was last week. Oh, I didn't talk about it. I got to talk about this. Now, a lot of people, that was boring. People calling it a snooze fest, saying it's boring. Yes, it was boring if you don't, it was boring if you don't know boxing. It was boring if you're a novice or an amateur boxing viewer, watcher, whatever you want to call it, okay? That guy, it was one of the most tactical perfect what he did was he saw what Guerrero did for two rounds got his timing down and just beat the guy up with his right jab and as soon as Guerrero would like try to you know like as soon as Mayweather would hit him he'd move make this guy miss it was amazing he's a tactical genius he's a defensive genius so he is truly the greatest fighter that I he's in the top three greatest fighters that I've ever seen uh and I put that I put him with um I put that with uh the two greatest fighters that I've ever seen have been um I would say um, Roy Jones Jr. and Floyd Mayweather Jr. Th- those are the two. Those are the two best. But I thought the fight was great. You know, people saying, "Oh, it was boring." You, you know, you wasted sixty dollars. No, I really didn't. Because for about an hour or more, watching the fights before it, think about it. If you paid fifty something to fifty nine dollars on a night, you can do that. You could go to a bar and spend thirty dollars on a bar and spend thirty dollars on dinner. That's sixty bucks, and you had some drinks and you ate. I, you know, chose to stay home, ate at home, drank at home, and I spent $60 on watching the greatest fighter of my generation put on an absolute boxing clinic, and I watched something that let me know how great this guy is. So for me, it was worth it. It wasn't a snooze fest. Just because guys aren't shooting themselves in the face and blood gushing everywhere. You know, UFC people, listen, I'm not going to hate on the UFC, but I don't want to see two guys 69ing and and see their bare feet. And I got something else to tell you. You're never going to see somebody in UFC go 43 and 0 because it's not that tactical. I understand that that it does take skill and they're they're really skillful in certain areas or multiple areas. I get that. And I understand that it is a skill to do what they do. So I don't want to hate on that. But what I do want to say is you're never going to see somebody that can master one form of fighting with your hands and, and, and having rules and go, you know, 43 fights in a row and win. You're not going to see that. But boxing is a craft and it's an art, you know, by itself. And watching one of the greatest to do it was amazing. So I love that fight. And I hope he fights uh, Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, I hope he fights this Alvarez guy. The Manny Pacquiao fight is probably not going to happen. And now that Manny got knocked out. But I want to see if Mayweather, because I don't think Mayweather, the way he looked at 36 years old, I think he's got another two years of being untouchable. So if I was him, I'd fight another two years or whatever it's going to be. He's got like six more fights in like 20 months or something or 18 months or however long. Um, uh, two years or whatever and then just retire at like 38 
or 38 and a half years old and just be the greatest ever and just walk away is something I, I think that that's what's going to happen. All right, guys, I'm an hour and seven minutes in and I didn't get to the plugs, but the plugs are not long. I really hope you enjoyed. I really hope you enjoyed it. And um, all the stuff I said about the house is true. Um, you know, honestly, like that, that you got to watch out for that stuff. Okay, and I do apologize for no show last week. There will be a show coming up, and I will have it up for you on Friday or Saturday. But, uh, you know, the show's back. Everything is good. It might even have a little better sounding equipment next week, so we'll see what happens with that. Don't know about a guest yet, but I will let you guys know. And um, some cool stuff. Got some stuff coming up. Uh, some, some industry stuff coming up. Uh, and also, this week, I will be at The Stand, and I will be at Stand Up New York. I will be at Broadway Comedy Club in New York City. Now that I'm home for a while, um, it's going to be a lot of local shows. So um, tonight at midnight, I mean, this will probably be up uh, a few hours before the show. If you're in New York and you want to come out, it's a great show. Um, it's myself, Kyle Grooms, Joe Matarese, uh Jesse May Peluso, and James Goff will be on the midnight show at The Stand tonight. And I will be at Stand Up New York tomorrow, and I will be local, doing a bunch of local shows in New York City pretty much throughout May. So let me know. Let me know, uh, you know, if you want to come out to a show or, or let me see you at a show. Please keep going to, uh, you know, iTunes and, and um, you know, send in your comments and everything and go to Butterfly. And now you can listen to the Verzi Effect podcast along with all those other podcasts, like I said, Um Please do that. You you know, download the download it for free, and um, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. I got the unacceptable in there, right? Yeah. And what else do you people want from me? What else do you people want from me? I mean, could I have caught you guys up any better? Thank you again to Artie Lang for last night. Please watch Artie Lang's show on uh, DirecTV. If you have it, I believe it's on the Audience Network on uh, DirecTV. And uh, listen to his radio show. The guy is awesome. And um, that's it. This will be up tonight. Go Knicks. Game 3 at Indiana. Let's beat those guys. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. That's what I would like to say. I would like to say Happy Mother's Day to all of the great mothers out there who take care of their kids and are good Mothers, if you're a bad mother, I hope you have a bad day tomorrow, and I hope the deviled eggs are awful. But if you are a good mother, I hope you get a nice thing of roses from your kids and whatever, your husbands and, and all that stuff. And um, that's pretty much it. So check out the show. Follow me on Twitter, at Paul Verzi. That's V-I-R-Z-I. Thank you, everybody. Until next week, episode 111, I will talk to you guys soon. Take care. I did not curse. Because I'm a professional. Imagine if I cursed right now and just ruined it. Like if I was like, take care, MFers, and like it just totally ended. That would actually be funny. But um, okay, everybody, I'm out of here. Talk to you. Uh, talk to you guys later.